Everything old is new again. That's true. That's true. Get help her, Mr. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we never give in to extortion. My name is Mary. I'm Josh, and uh, I'm I'm drinking bourbon. I'm just going to get that right out of the way. Drinking bourbon, and I have the the uh, Boston Red Sox playoff game on the background. So, <laughs> if I jump up, it's craziness. Okay. I'm Melanie. I'm drinking water. What? And Sarah. Ooh. Sarah is not with us tonight. Sarah is not here no. because because work. Yeah, work sometimes gets in the way of fun. Mm. How dare they? Yeah, I do not stand this job. Mm -mm. I shake my fist at Sarah's work for interrupting her podcast uh, obligations with us. What the heck? (sighs) All right. uh, Housekeeping. Josh, do you have any housekeeping? Can't think of anything. I... I bought my ticket to the uh, Comic Con out in uh, Chicago, or the D- Day of the Dead uh, festivities. Yes, yes, the is that Day of the Dead convention that is in November nineteenth through twenty first in Chicago. Uh, Priscilla Presley is going to be there, and so are Josh and I and Sarah. Unfortunately, we're going to miss Melanie. But uh, so let us know if you're in the Chicago area and want to hang out that weekend. Uh, also in convention news, uh, Aubrey Katz will be in person on October 22nd at the Monster Mania Con in Monster Mania. I think that's in Pennsylvania. Oh, no kidding. And I wonder if he's doing a cameo in Hocus Pocus 2, which is starting filming in Providence in the near f- this month. I don't know. A friend of mine is working on the audio department. But he is going to do a virtual Hocus uh, Pocus. Bleh, a virtual Hocus Pocus. I can't say that. Hocus Pocus experience. Virtual Hocus Pocus, Pocus experience. Hocus Pocus. Galaxy Con on October 30th. So if you can say that three times fast, you should go. I can't. Virtual Hocus Pocus. I I don't think you've had enough to drink yet. More water. I think you need need some more uh, drinks in the... And if you would be kind enough to post all that information for everybody, yes, that would be yes, great. Yes, 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 have to do that. All right. Well, if that's... Nice to see Omri getting out of the... Uh, stepping out from his uh, side business there with his uh, pot company, the Mary, Mary Danksters. Awesome. And giving uh, a little... Fan yeah, attention. Yeah, because people really dig I, it. I, I know it... And I know he's he's shy, he's he said he's shy about those things. Doing the Dallas one in two thousand eight, he said later he was actually uh, nervous as all hell. What? So I'm glad to see. Well, I bet because yeah, I mean he'd been out of the sp- I mean he he'd been out of the spotlight for a while. Right, and, and even when he was acting, just, he was just a kid going to work, right? And he probably knew everyone who was there. I don't think he did a lot of like fan, a whole lot of fan things back then, though he was on an episode of Putting on the Kids once that was on a Saturday morning show. <laughs> I, I remember meeting him and he was, he was really nice. Like, that was my impression of it. He was a really nice guy and yeah. like just as a dude kind of genuine. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, he was at my table with his father that night at the uh, yes, dinner. Yes, he was. All right. Well, okay. without further ado, tonight we are talking about Season 4, Episode 8, Trouble at Ewing 23. You know, they're just squeezing you out to make a place for Bobby. It's only a matter of time and place before I put a burr under his saddle. A man just called the field house. He is threatening to blow up the wells at Ewing 23 unless he gets five million dollars by four o'clock. Just in case you think I'm joking. Think you're doing the right thing, give it in to him? Do you know what it's gonna cost if this field goes up? Mr. Ewing, it's getting late. Come on, JR, come on. Bobby, you got a big problem. 
It was written dun, by dun, dun. Louis uh, Elias, directed by Leonard Katzman, and aired December 19th, 1980. And that was the last episode in 1980. Ah. The next one was January 2nd. Goodbye, 1980. Casting notes. I th- Actually, that was just before my family drove down to Disney World. We got up Christmas morning that year and drove down. Nice. Lawrence uh, Haddon returns as Franklin Horner. Uh, this episode was number one for the week with a 33.8 rating. And Ken Kershaw was glad that Susan Howard returned to the cast and really enjoyed playing opposite her as a temporary love interest. And one interesting side note, this is one of the last times you see the people enter South Fork through the front door. Interesting. It's now back coming in from under the stairs. It's back to all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's back door action. <laughs> oh my, my god. god. <laughs> so we open on a field and Ray is feeling some dirt. I don't know what the point of that scene was. Absolutely it no just, idea. I think maybe he's like part of this belongs uh, to it, me wh- or something. I don't know. Maybe it was one of his just moment of reflection and thinking after That's what I'm I'm thinking like he's he's realizing like this is kind the, this is yeah. mine like wow or something I don't know He has a really nice looking horse though I noticed that I liked his <laughs> horse Yeah And and you can still see South Fork in the background mm-hmm. it's not all that land development yeah. that we can see when we go down yep. there now which is And then we cut to JR pacing by the pool while drinking What is it what is he drinking? Is it Bloody Mary? I think or something? maybe a Bloody Mary. It was. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. With, with, without a stick of celery in it. Yeah, yeah. He don't need no stinking celery. He's Jr. He doesn't <laughs> need anything green. Right. Sue Ellen is lounging by the mm-hmm. pool. And she's like being like the hovering wife, like basically calm down. Like why are you? Pay- what are you doing? Right. She thinks it's all falling apart because Ray is there now and. Bobby has the company. She's like being company. like Debbie Downer, like, kind of. She's trying to tell him to like calm down, but at the same time is kind of like, oh, but I'm really worried. But why are you pacing? I'm really worried. She's like getting him around. She's like telling him all the things that he needs to be worried about or something. I don't know. She's telling him to start another company. Like that's going to happen. It's, right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like she's like, oh, look on the, oh, look at the bright side, but also this, but right. this, but also that. It's like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> Not helpful, Sue And then Ray rides up, and and uh, Sue Ellen's like, speaking of Ewings. <laughs> right, and then Oops. she's like mad that he's not upset enough about the whole situation. And I just don't understand. Like, what are you doing, Sue Ellen? You know? She doesn't know. know. I don't know. JR knows what he's doing. He'll deal with Ray when the, ta- when it, when the time's like right. I feel like she's nudging him you to know? be more of a dick. Like, I don't think he's being enough of a dick for her, and she's really into when he's a dick. You know what I'm saying? And, um, it's a little sick, man. <laughs> it is a little sick. It is. Wow. Oh, my God. It really is. Uh, and uh. He, tells, he tells her to work on her tan and, and not to get any worry lines, and I'm like, well, getting a tan is the worst way to avoid worry lines, but okay. <laughs> like... Okay, right. chauvinism. Thank you. Yeah, that. <sighs> Don't worry your pretty little head, darling. Her her person her personality is all over the map. All over the place. It's like. It really is. Yeah, she she she's like, oh, Bobby, you got to stop Jr. Oh no, Jr. is going to stop you, Bobby. And then she's like, she's she's like a ping pong ball bouncing all over the table. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Sue Ellen done lost your mind. Ugh. But then we cut to Ellie, and she's at the stables uh, with a sick horse. Is this the first time we've ever seen Ellie at the stables? I'm trying to think. Uh, no, no, no. When she was deciding what to do about uh, when her brother came uh, back, she was walking yep, you're through. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yep. So then Ray comes in. And he gives her a heartfelt thank you for just being so cool about him entering the family. And it's pretty sweet. And she, you know, she, she knew about the affair a long time ago. And I, maybe, maybe she, you know, as she said, she, they both, they both kind of knew or, you know, had a, had a feeling, or, I don't know, something. But right, Like it wasn't a surprise, weirdly. Um, and, 
but I mean, they, they right. you could say that they look a little bit alike. So, and he's just more comfortable and not disrupting the family and just trying to keep things status quo. And but Ellie says, "Oh no, that's." That's easier said than done, basically. So right, and like, that seems so ominous because she's just like, yeah, you might not have a choice about just, you know, staying Ray, the the Ray we all know. Right. And he's just like, uh, right. what? <laughs> right, he's he's going to be the one that needs the adjustment time because it's a, it's a big change. It's not easy being a Ewan. Uh-huh. Of course, of course, Jr. thinks Jr. doesn't mind as long as he sticks to uh, what, what is it? Uh, sticks to the cow. Dealing with the cows. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, the, and then, and the, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And then Jackie is helping Pam dress uh, a bunch of ladies in a cowgirl attire for a photo shoot. What is Pam's job? Open. Open this button. Button what? that one up. Do this. I do still want to know what her title is because none of it makes sense. <laughs> She's like the buyer. But then, is she a buyer right, for this? What is what a I, buyer? A buyer is someone who goes and like goes to different conventions and picks out like the outfits they're going to sell in the store. But that would have absolutely nothing to do with like dressing the models for like a photo shoot for an ad campaign. They would have nothing to do with that. Is she like an art director or something? Maybe a layout and, designer. And, I, you would hire an what, ad agency like for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't. <sighs> I but don't it was know. 1981. I don't know. <laughs> but because like the store was this like Neiman Marcus within Dallas, lit, wasn't a chain. Right. They probably had their own everything because back then, my God, the Galleria, the mall was a thing. Malls were a thing. Do you guys yeah. know what malls are? <laughs> yeah, we had one. Well, I'm, I'm speaking to our listeners. Of course, you guys know what malls are. I'm going to shut up now. Go ahead. <laughs> I worked at a mall. Know what a mall is? I worked at the mall. Thanks. Do you remember the remember what Orange Julius was? Yes, yes. I think I was probably the last generation of the mall. Right now, there are these weird outdoor complex things that try to say is the mall, but it's not the mall. Buildings bought up by the universities is what they are. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. You can watch them on YouTube. People go through them. Basically. Yep. But then Mr. Mackey shows up. He's got some information for Pam. He's located her mom in Kaysville, wherever that is, three months after she supposedly died. And I just was thinking, like, this information couldn't have been a phone call, you know? Nope. Uh, no. The other thing was a phone call from him saying that he had no information. It does seem like, all right. And she worked at Jerry's coffee shop and then disappeared with a traveling salesman who was down in like the eastern, southern part of Texas. <laughs> a traveling salesman. And that was the last they had heard of her. And she was never seen again. So she basically hooked up with with <laughs> So she basically ran rogue with Willie Loman from Death of a Salesman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she asked Jackie to just take over for her so she could go see Cliff. So again, she's just leaving. Bye. So whatever her job is, it's right. not that big of a deal. It's fine. Bye. Because if any of us, if any of us just got up and walked out of our job because we got personal information, we'd be fired. Yeah, normally. Right. Or at least that you normally. Yeah. You don't just you have don't, to ask you someone like your superior and be like, "So is it cool if I leave?" But not when you're Pam. And where was Liz Craig during this? Right. She. So then we come back to South Fork. Ellie is bringing tea to Jock. Yeah, that's some, uh, looks like a pretty heavy thing of iced tea that yeah. she's trying to yeah. balance out, though. Mm-hmm. She's carrying it out there. Yeah, she was asking for a chair, and so they're taking a nap. That is just so un like, in the middle of the day. I think that's well, he, a euphemism for having well, sex. Well, yeah, because he's like, they're taking a nap. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And then they Josh, just... that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Taking a nap, taking yes. A nap. No. Wink, wink, they were yes. nudge, not nudge. taking a nap. <laughs> It was definitely a, a euphemism. Definitely. Yeah. Euph- a eu- euphemism. Okay. Oh, euphemism. Oh, 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 oh like uh, like he was dr- drilling her oil field or something yeah, like exactly. that? Yeah, I don't think Jock would say that but, to um, his mom. So, you know. 
but then they do talk about their marriage, which is maybe inappropriate, but whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, I didn't think they'd ever get close together. And and he's like, yeah, I think it was the almost dying thing that did it. Made him realize that they should be nicer to each other or whatever. Didn't Ellie say something about after the baby came? Like, (sighs) something like things were things were bad between them. And then like, I don't I just I remember something about that. And I was like, wow, you guys have the audacity. Right. Like, what? Like, no. Can he does it? Stop it. Don't talk about it anymore. Right. They're, they're, they're like Waldorf and Statler sitting up in the, uh, up in the balcony there on the room. I'm talking about their kids' sex life. Yapping about everything going on yeah. around them. Ew. Ew. It's like, you know what? It's bad enough. It's a little sick that they're, like, getting off on all this, like, power trip stuff. And then you're like, oh, haha, they're getting along really well now. They're taking a nap. Uh-huh. Any, anything. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Because... Anything to distract Jock from the book work, because he does not like doing book work. <laughs> Which, you know, he, he's, on, he's on his heart attack porch. That's true. The yeah. heart attack porch. Herefore known as the heart attack porch. <laughs> oh, she also says Ray yes. reminds her a bit of Gary. And I can see that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But Jock said that he also loves yeah, South Yeah, it was Fork like a little, like, I love Ellie South wondered too. if that was... <laughs> It's like, look at me. <laughs> there is no doubt that you love South Fork. None. Good for you. <laughs> right, because otherwise you'd be out on the street, sonny boy. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Goodbye. So the land on the Wilson property, which is next to Ewing 23, is for sale. That's 5,000 acres. Oh, Les, Les Crowley. Yeah, he's, he's the banker from, yeah. yeah. And then we cut to Ray's... And he stops by his mailbox, and it literally looks like he just wrote his name with a sharpie on his mailbox. I was com- I was just I had just written that down too. It <laughs> was like, like it, R. Krebs. Just so go like, to like the store and get you know they sell those stick-on letters. You could just stick that on your mailbox. It's a little bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Just saying, Ray. Right. Probably like three dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And he gets the newspaper out of the mail. Nobody, they don't put newspapers in mailboxes. I've never had a newspaper in the mailbox. It's illegal for anyone other than the U.S. Postal Service to put anything inside of your mailbox. And Ray, Ray's was inside with the mail. It's just, it just was kind of weird. That's just just my observation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that that picture is from a scene in the show. That included Ray in it, but that part of the picture was cut off from when we could see. <laughs> I swear to God. Maybe that's what drew his I attention. I swear to God. Maybe that's what drew his attention. He, he, he's probably looking at going, wait a minute, I was in that picture. Where I am I? I think it's the scene when uh, she introduces Ray to Dave, and they're like out on the sidewalk. I'd have to get a... I'm surprised you actually honed in on that, because I, I really just... Saw the headline and I just kind of didn't get a close look at the picture, but you can you can take maybe. a look. I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty probably. sure. Anyway, so then that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, probably. I mean, we're out, they're not going to just stage a, a a photo shoot. So um, then we cut mm. to Cliffs and he's expecting his date, but lo and behold, his sister shows up. And he's got imported wine. <laughs> Fancy. Fancy. And no Chinese food in sight. Yeah, right. Fancy. You know it's serious. <laughs> so then, then, which Pam? He's all dressed up in his right. suit. And then Pam comes in and she kind of calls it too. She's like, imported wine? And she, then she, but she, in a, she, she's wrong because she's like, it must be the first date because the second date is tacos and the third date is Chinese. <laughs> Flip-flop those two. But, yeah. Um, she, she thinks she knows him, but she's wrong, as you mm-hmm. said. <laughs> uh, her point is, is he's predictable, and she's not wrong. But then there's mm-hmm. a knock on the door, and we see his date is Donna, which is not a surprise to us, but a surprise to Pam. She's looking quite fine this she evening. She looks really she's great. Really, she looks like fire. Yeah, fire. Yes. So then Pam makes her excuses and leaves. Fire. <laughs> and Cliff wonders what the conversation is going to be at the Ewing dinner table that evening. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why do you care, it, oh, bro? Why? It, it, 
He always cares. It always goes back to the. He always cares what they think. But we look. He's obsessed with them. So apparently, it's their seven-week uh, anniversary. Yeah. yeah, that's a month and a half. Seven weeks. That's 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 yeah. serious for uh, for Cliff. For, for yeah. Cliff. Um, so then Bobby wants to look at the Wilson property and decides that he's going to stop at Ewing 23 on the way. And there's ominous music. Right. Because he's on the phone with it's Harry Wilson. Dun, dun, dun. Being around yeah. 1130. Yeah. Out, outside, someone's putting a device near an oil well, which looks like it's right near the field a office. A device. Right. What kind of device? Probably something to regulate the uh, flow of the uh, the oil pump. It looks like dynamite yeah. to me, but you know. Because we have. <laughs> no. Couldn't possibly be. Why would anybody have dynamite near an oil right. well? Come on. So, that'd be so Seriously. stupid. So, so stupid. That's very sus. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's discuss that music, though. Yeah, it was so ominous, wasn't it? <laughs> Dun. It was like one of those, uh, like. Old old time villain movies with the, where the guys like, as Melanie would say, twirling the mustache. Definitely, as I would say. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely, yes, twirling the mustache. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that's my new thing. <laughs> I didn't know that it was, but I. I it's I'm yours now. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, own it, own it. You, you've used it. You've used it a few times I though. Have? Yes, I, I remember these things. Mwah. Oh, <laughs> it's a good thing. Okay. It's a good thing. So then we got to pre-dinner drinks, oh. and Bobby's actually giving that Jack. That seems to be a thing, by the way. It seems to be a thing. Uh, Bobby's giving Jack the update on the goings on at Ewing Oil because I I think that's the thing that was pissing Jack off as he didn't know what was happening. So he's giving him the, the update. He's always got to be in the know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and if it's not good oil land, then it could be good for uh, increasing the herd. Cattle, right. yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bobby says that he wants to take Ray with him to Ewing 23. And Jock is really, he's totally into that. Mm-hmm. I like this pre-dinner banter all the time. It's quite humorous. It's really I mean, my favorite. Honestly, who better to scout land than, than Ray, though? That's true. Right. And, and then JR chimes in with... Uh, comments about Ray not being up at the big house here, uh, joining us for dinner and drinks and The way he talks about him sometimes, man, I'm like, that's your brother, you fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? It only and gets worse like, from here. Yeah, he's like, oh, this cow hand up here eating with knives and forks. And it's like, D- you dick. Like, Come on. Really? He, he, come on, he's a half-breed. Half-breed. I mean, you know what? He's like more of a, he's a nicer guy than JR would ever, like... That's not hard that's, to be. Right, that's, that's really not saying a lot because JR's like, I, he's like, I don't give a shit about being a nice guy. And it's like, well, you might want it because he's really likable and you're not. So, yep. Right. This is true. <laughs> and then JR makes a comment about uh, whether Cliff's going to be getting some of those profits or something like that. Uh, and that brings up a whole discussion of Cliff and the, and Pam, JR pushes Pam's buttons. All the time. And she comments on it later. And she finally spills the beans about Cliff seeing Donna. She's so bad at keeping secrets, guys. So bad. Because JR knows how to push her buttons. And then she she goes into reactionary mode. Yep. Uh, And then Miss Ellie cuts the tension by saying it's time for dinner. That's always her way of cutting the tension. We did learn that JR is going to be meeting up. Punk Anderson and Pat Powers in Fort Worth, and he couldn't go with them to you the. You mean Jock? Uh, Jock is going. The, yeah, Jock. That, that, uh, Jock yeah. is going. That's, uh, I was thinking Jock. I was re. <laughs> Never Jr. <mind>. Senior <laughs> is going. I got it. <laughs> right. And then we cut to Pam upstairs, uh, where she's jo- brushing or angrily brushing her hair and talking about that how like Jr. just pushes her buttons and she's pissed that she lets him do it. And she, the scene has her looking in a mirror, which is interesting because in the next scene, Sue Ellen's looking uh-huh. in a mirror. Doing There's the so same much thing. brushing of the hair. Okay, Melanie, do you brush your hair before you go to bed? Not typically. I mean, I used to because I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll, you know, help keep the knots away. And then you know what? No, your bed doesn't fucking care. It's just no. like I'm gonna mess up your entire I- head. 
and fuck it. <laughs> so I, I don't. Did, I stopped. And, and what does your hair need to look good for when you're in bed anyway? Nobody's right. looking at I, you when I've you're in bed. I've never brushed my uh, hair before bed. It's, I don't. If you brush your hair before <laughs> bed, let us know because I, I don't. I don't do that. I wonder if that was like just a, a primpy wife thing, you know, like. Maybe. I think like, you were oh, supposed gonna... to brush your hair like a hundred times or something. Like it was supposed to make your hair better, but. That's crazy. Seems like it would well, break your Mar- hair. Well, that's what Marsha Brady I mean, would do with her hair. I, she would I count it. One, two. I sit here and I go like this all damn day, oh, yeah. but do I right. run a brush through it? No. Because what I found, you go to bed and you wake up and it's just doing whatever it wants to do. No matter what you do, unless uh-huh. you're going to like wrap it up in I something. I do that. I do. I do put it in like, like a pineapple. bun. I put. I put a, a bun in the top of my head usually. Mm-hmm. Did you say like a pineapple? Yeah. There's yeah, this roll that you do called like a pineapple if you want to keep curls in place, and or have a, a silk pillowcase. Oh, I have that too. That might be part of it, but I. Yeah, I didn't think they were really sleeping on silk. The I I wonder if it was more like a nervous habit. Maybe. Well, we know that episode of the Brady Bunch where Marsha counted. Brushing her hair. I think that's where I got that side. from. Because I was like, I feel like it's a thing that where was... people used to brush their hair, but. But these two scenes between Bobby and Pam and Jaren Sloan, yeah. it's like they're comparing and contrasting the states of their marriages. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. have oddly kind of, oddly kind of done a flip flop recently, mm-hmm. haven't they? Yep. Yes, because they they both they both start with the female character, uh, be it Pam or then Sue Ellen. Brushing their hair in a mirror. Pam's brushing it angrily. Sue Ellen's brushing it very slowly and just kind of relaxed and stuff like that. And and she and Jr. getting along versus Bobby and Pam. And Bobby, again, with that whole thing about Pam's mother and the update. And Bobby's like, oh, don't get your hopes up. That really sets Pam off every time she says that. Well, yeah, because it's awful. Thank you. It's awful. It is awful. And it's so like, important you know, to her. He he was more concerned with saying, oh, I'll go over and talk to Ray in the morning about Cliff and Donna. And when Pam brings up her mother, he doesn't even look up from his papers. Nope. He's he's like so sure it's not going to pan out. And and being a dick about it. He's being like kind of. Yeah, he is being. OK, yeah, he is being a dick about it. Bobby is being a dick about something. He and is it's being like, a dick. Yes. Dude. No, this is not you. This is JR's job. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. be supportive of her. And maybe he is really not trying to get her hopes up, but Pam feels like there's this missing piece, and she's not going to, like, no piece, in the opposite sense, piece, piece, whatever, yes. until <laughs> she knows what happened to her mother. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. And he just does, I like, I get he doesn't understand that because he has his family... Oh, I mean, he still lives with his mother, right? So he doesn't get it. But, like, at least try to be semi-understanding. Look up from your papers when she's talking to you about it. Right. He looked up more when she was talking about Cliff and Ray and Because he's interested in that. And I just wonder if that's, like, his whole thing, like, being one of Jock's sons, you know? Because it seems almost like a jock attitude. Well, she's, you know, we got her this, like, nice life, and she's married, and she's beautiful, and she's got all this money. What does she need her mother for? Her mother wasn't there. Like, it's it honestly sounds like Bobby is acting like jock would say. Like, what's the big deal? It's some patriarchal right. bullshit. And it goes back, to, it also goes back to the whole thing where for a long time it was, the men did something, and the women always reacted. They were secondary they were props in a way well now the women are doing something support. and we need the men to react and they're not fucking doing it right they're reacting they're just not caring not a, not, they're not, yeah, not very, giving a shit they're not giving a shit and maybe i don't know is that a man thing this is 1980 it's not that long ago despite it despite being 40 years ago i mean are there are there not things that we get all upset about and guys are just like yeah we're closer, to, we're closer now to 2050 than we were to 1980. Girl drama, quote unquote. Shut How many your times face. have I heard that? <laughs> 2050? I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to. Mm, let me see. Hang on. Mm. How old am I going to be? Oh, oh, okay. Close to retirement. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does that year sound familiar? Oh, my retirement account. <laughs> 
Yeah, you better you better invest wisely. Yeah. Don't don't be banking on that social security crap. Oh heck no. <laughs> oh god no. Mm-mm. No. Um. All right. So then Donna comes to visit Ray, and he's totally stoked about that. Yeah. Well, so uh, no, we, uh, did we skip the did Sue you... Ellen and Jr. in the bedroom scene? We were talking about that. Do oh, you want to talk about it some that. more? Um. <laughs> we can talk about it some more. Was going to mention that uh, Jr. wonders if Sue Ellen might still uh, have feelings for Cliff, and she says that that was over, and dead and buried, and all that. And oh, but asked she... Jr. about um. She cared. Did, I totally noticed her face in that scene. She was pretty pissed. She asked Jr. how she how he feels about his relationship with Sue Ellen, and he says, "Oh, wonderful," but he needs more, and he's going to cut Bobby out no matter what he has to do. And that that kind of turns Sue Ellen on. It is music to her vagina. They are so sick. <laughs> <laughs> they are so sick for this. They're so ridiculous. Oh my god! This is like a horny Boris and Natasha. It, it's ridiculous. Really <laughs> so, so then Donna comes to visit Ray, and he's stoked. And this is her first time seeing the place. Mm-hmm. She's checking and it she, out. But she turns down a tour. There's not much to tour. You go inside, you look around, that's it. Yeah. And it's, a very, it's very awkward, their interaction, in a way, at first. Like, kind of like, oh, hi, you're here. Uh, yeah, uh, good to... It- See you. Uh, it's awkward because I think that it's pretty obvious they both have feelings for each other still. And so, mm-hmm. like, he does that thing where he touches her hair and she doesn't move away at all. She lets it happen. And, oh, it's adorable. And she tells him about her and Cliff, and he asks if uh, she loves him. But she doesn't say that she does. She says, it's easy to, he's easy to be with and they have fun together and it's not the same. So she doesn't really say that she loves Cliff. No, she says she's just tired of being alone, which means like, hey, I was tired of being without you, so I had to move on. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby shows yeah. up. And yeah, that was kind of awkward. Donna excuses herself and then... But when when he came out of the house, though, did he say that he was going to pick Bobby up? That's what it sounds like to me. That he was, he had, he had time to talk, but he was going to. He had to go pick up Bobby. I don't know. I didn't write anything about that down. Because I, so. I thought I heard that, and then I see Bobby pull in. So why would Bobby be pulling into the driveway if Ray was going to go pick him up? That was just a little minor. Yeah, that would be weird. Weird I don't thing know. with me. But um, and then Donna leaves and. Ray and Bobby are standing there like they're like they're modeling for some ad or something like that. It was just kind of weird. The two of them just standing there as she drives away, just kind of like, yeah, we're just we're here, we're chilling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to them arriving by helicopter to what I am going to surmise is the Wilson Land. Yeah, with that cheap-looking Ewing Oil logo. On the side of the mm-hmm. helicopter, mm-hmm. that looks that looks like it came from the same printers where Cliff got his uh, campaign posters <laughs> that yes. Alan Beam had made up. <laughs> exactly, it's all just like it's like some art department or a cheap art department. <laughs> and that art department's called Crayola. Um, so then they're talking about Donna, and then. Bobby tells him that he's a fool for letting Donna go because it's obvious they still love each other, which is exactly what I got from the previous scene. Right. And they're talking about him, whether he told Donna that he was a Ewing or Ray's like, no, really, it's, it's beyond that. And, you know, she probably has more in common with Cliff anyway and blah, blah, blah. And, he really sells himself short. I just wrote that Ray still has his head up his ass. <laughs> yes. Because he seriously does. Ray's head is firmly implanted in his rectum? Firmly implanted. Like his cranial rectosis. Yes. Yes. Sometimes just. you can have your f- head, sometimes you can have your head so far up there that you can see out your mouth. Just. Get over yourself, Ray, for the love of God. 
Yes. That's all interrupted because Harry Owens pulls up in the uh, Jeep and says that some nut job wants uh, $5 million by 4 p.m. or he's going to threatening to blow up Ewing 23 and they need to be at the field house to receive a 12.30 phone call because he wants to talk to a Ewing, whoever this psycho is. Oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Dun. More, dr- more of that music. Yeah. Dun, dun. So then it comes to JR bringing Luella flowers, uh, which makes Connie give her the stink eye. <laughs> And Yellow then, flowers. And then he's like asking a bunch of questions about what's going on. And then he invites her to lunch. And just, I don't like any of this. I don't like any of it at all. And, and he wants Hank Johnson on the phone for some reason. What's yeah, going on with reason. that? for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. We haven't heard from Hank since the wells were like, there was a coup in Southeast Asia or something. Or whatever, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. So then we cut to Pam. She finally gives her news about their mom to Cliff at lunch. And Cliff don't give a Mexican fuck. Mexican food this time. Right. He, he's more concerned with the, getting the hot sauce onto his food. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, not letting any of it affect him. He's, just got, he's built this big wall around the whole situation, and he's not hearing any of it. Right. He says he doesn't uh, want to look back. He wants to look forward. Would that include Donna? <laughs> well, I guess it does. Because he likes her. He mm. likes her. And right. Pam, Pam but, wonders if he likes her bank account. And political uh, position is mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. big, too. Mm-hmm. Wonders if... Uh, why does he always have, why, you know, Cliff, it's like? Why do you always think I have to have an ulterior motive? She's like, because that's because you always you do. Because <laughs> that's you, bro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'd hate to see, you know, if, if Pam, if anything comes of Pam's search, I would hate to see what happens if with Cliff and, you know, but who knows? I don't know. I don't know yeah. where it's going, but um, I've noticed that there's a lot of Katzman is using a lot of like zoom ins to people's faces this episode. I want to make a note of that. Mm. Trying to ratchet up the tension in every scene. <laughs> yeah, we used mm-hmm. ratchet in a sentence. I like it. We did. Yes, as opposed <laughs> as opposed to nurse ratchet. Yes, Miss mm. Sarah Paulson. All right, cup to you in twenty three. Bobby calls Connie to find Jack. And Ray's taking charge out there. He's telling, he's having, as Harry Owens telling every, everyone out there to go look for a bomb. <laughs> Which seems like oh, the okay. stupidest, that's bad advice, Ray. <laughs> what are you going to do if you find a bomb? Right. You shouldn't uh, be looking for a bomb. Come on. Let's see. Let me look at the wires. Which one do I cut? Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. <laughs> My God. But at least Ray finally calls the cops. So at least there's that. Yes. Yes. And uh, JR is sitting in his office and all the phone lights are lighting up and back and forth. And he, he wonders what's going on. He goes out and he's trying to get information. Everybody's, you know, Connie and Luella are looking for Jock and blah, blah, blah. And JR tries to ask Luella what's going on. She puts her finger up to like, excuse me, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm she on the phone. Him. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> shush, Jr. You and you shush. So then a bomber but, calls uh, Bobby. Jr. gets. Jr. That cracks me up. <laughs> Jr. was ticked that uh, he was in the office and nobody thought to get him, and he kind of well, he wants oh, yeah. to take charge. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'll take care. Of it. Like no one asked me. Like God, I'll take care of it. Gosh. He seemed, he, and what, what to you, me, it was a very, like, Napoleon Dynamite moment where he was like, I'll do it. Gosh. God. God. And what it, do he I ma- feel like doing? He makes an interesting point. What do you think is going to happen tra- tracking Jock all over the uh, Fort Worth? Is it going to give him another heart attack for crying out loud? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
But he's not on his porch, so he can't have the heart so attack he can't have anywhere heart- else. Good point. Right, Good and, point. He, and he's not arguing with Jr. So he can't have a heart attack. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's criteria for Jock to have a heart attack, and this ain't it. There right. is. He has to be on the heart <laughs> the heart attack porch. <laughs> Just like the fucking wagon, the heart attack porch. The heart attack porch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Lord have mercy. So the bomber calls Bobby. And, With his demands. Uh, yeah, they both, both the bomber and Bobby have like noticeable facial sweat. <laughs> mm. Like sweat Yummy. on their face. It was pretty gross. Right. Spitty. Bomber's making some pretty bold demands here. He wants, he wants a, a jet, a plane to get out of there. At, uh, what's the name? La Mesa Airfield. Five million dollars and he didn't, no police. Oh, right away. Too late. Yes, sir. Anything else I can get you? Would you like a steak with that too, and a side of potatoes? And um, there, absolutely. There are multiple bombs, apparently. Yeah, bombs with an S. Bombs. Just to prove his point, he gives a little demonstration. Mm-hmm. He blows up Kaboom! the tool shed. Blows up the tool shed to to prove he's all biznatch. But at least he was concerned enough to make sure there was nobody standing by the tool shed. That's true. He was. Yes, He'd be like, there's nobody, there's nobody around there. Okay, good, good, good. good. <laughs> yes, that's, that's, this is a good thing. And it's a very sophisticated bomb because it is not one on a timer. It has a remote it's, control. It's crazy technology. This is 1980, that's guys. Insane. It is almost 1981. The future is upon us. That is insane. <laughs> but, and but... And Bobby has Les Crowley rounding up the money. And, of course, it was Ray that found the piece of bomb in the, uh, in the oh, r- right. rubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Ray knows all about that stuff, I guess. Right. Flies helicopters and knows, <laughs> you know. Bobby tells JR uh, what's going on and to bring the money. JR gets off the phone, immediately calls Franklin Horner to tell him to have his bank and all the other banks... Deny Les Crowley's request for the money. JR, why are you being such a jerk? Franklin Horner goes, I don't understand. And JR says, That's why I'm richer than you. <laughs> such a dick. <laughs> it's such a dick. Uh, Bobby, you got a problem, JR says. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I wrote, uh, the yeah. next time you just Actually, wrote. Actually, Ewing Oil, Ewing Oil has a problem. Several, yeah. It's not just, it's not just Bobby, yes. If that field I've, goes boom, boom, that's a lot of oil wasted. A lot of oil. Like, uh, next I wrote that, that there's a, a lot of trying to figure out who the, bomb, who the bomber is. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. Right. They narrow it down to <laughs> Dukes and Gillis. So blah, they, blah, who both had a beef blah. with JR over the closure of Ewing 23 previously. They split up to go investigate. And then we just go to all of the machinations leading up to the climax here. Uh-huh. JR sets out the plane. They, oh, they, they go try to find one the, of the bo- people, and it's the wrong guy. Right. Bobby Owens and the police find Dukes passed out drunk mm-hmm. and then head back to the field. Much to JR's dismay, Les Crowley comes through with the money uh-huh. from a couple of banks <laughs> in Fort Worth. JR's face. He's just like, oh... Great. You, how Crap. did you get the money? That's amazing. I'm so happy. Yay. So does it say that he's leaving at around like 3.15, 3.20? He's, he's literally like pushing it as late as humanly possible. Right. Just to build the dramatic tension. I'd also like to say that I think it's weird that the cops are totally cool with um, helping pay this extortion. Because aren't that, isn't that usually like what you're not supposed to do? Am I wrong about that? Right. Is that just TV knowledge? I don't know. Yeah, well, this is also a, in the middle of nowhere, a police force that doesn't even have a bomb, proper bomb squad. I mean, I guess that's true. They're like, we don't know what to do. Pay them. I mean, we're talking like probably like Boss Hog and Roscoe P. Coltrane type <laughs> that's of That's true. <laughs> Very true. And, and, and Enos. And yeah. And what Can't was, forget what, Enos, who had his own spinoff show. Enos. Uh, Enos the penis. Lord. What was the dog's name? Oh. What the floppy ears? Uh, let's keep oh, going. We'll, okay, uh, sorry. I'm gonna, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna, gonna bug me. I'm gonna, okay. 
I'm going to Google it because I, uh, now that you put it in my head. Yeah, but yeah. Just, uh, so JR is late, and the cops are just like, well, fuck it. We're out of here. It, it's, this is too late. Uh, and then Bobby just kind of like stays there and ponders and like looking at the oil fields like, oh, shit, these are going to blow any moment, and I've failed. And then Bobby cries. Flash. <gasps> Flash. Yep, that's it. Flash. Which is, what we're, which is what we're leading up to. Yes. Flashbang. <laughs> so anyway, Ray's like, dude, it's time to go. Like, this place is going to blow. Let's get out of here. But then the plane is coming. The plane, the right plane. On I would love to have seen a little insert of Hervé Villages going, the that plane, the plane. Yes. <laughs> Different network. <laughs> and it might have been before that show, but I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but... Can I tell you how long they show this plane, like, landing? Like, it takes forever. They're trying to, like, real time. Right. They're, <laughs> they're trying to ratchet up the dramatic tension. Uh, yep. Ratchet then, up the dramatic tension. I'm using that word ratchet again. You are. Ratchet. And it just drags it out with the dramatic, cheesy music. And then the guy comes out of the hangar as the plane comes to a stop. With his detonator in a hand and a gun. Hmm. Plane opens up, and who comes out of the plane? Not Some JR. Coppers. Coppers. The fuzz. And they drop to a knee. They drop to the knee. Like Uh-oh. they're in that, in that position. Mm hmm. And, and pow, pow, pow. Drops to the grounds. And his last gasp, he pushes a button, and then we cut to some of the cheesiest special effects. Worst special effects ever. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, my God. Awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this was state-of-the-art 1980. I'm sure it was. Terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Moses Parting the Red Sea in 1962, played by Charlton Heston, was a better special effect than this. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. Yes. And... They determine that this guy was Gillis, and Bobby confronts Jr. and Jr. says, uh, "You never give in to an extortionist because then you're going to keep on giving." And Bobby says, "You really have a way of, like, a, some sick way of trying to justify everything, don't you, to make it all?" Well, he accuses him of wanting it to happen, which it's true. I think Jr. did want it to happen because he didn't care what it cost. He just wanted Bobby to fail. Right. Anything to make Bobby fail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Bobby and, and takes the remote detonator and Bobby takes he's, the remote detonator and throws it. Which is evidence. He's throwing evidence. Yes. Like you, you should be securing that, that crime scene. Uh, right. Uh, <laughs> but instead and the it's police a and everybody. Bobby. Damn it, every, Bobby. Everybody's already left because you know, uh, I was uh, like, well, it's over. All right, bye. But. <laughs> Bobby, Ray, and Owens. They should, yeah. they should bring Owens back a little more. Owens, Owens was, did a good job tonight. <laughs> yeah. Owens. <sighs> Harry Owens. Um, oh, wait. What did I write down? Um, oh, yes. The bomber's name was Gillis, and I, which mm-hmm. is Muriel's last name. Oh. Lucy's friend Muriel's last name is Gillis. It would be interesting if that was a relative of Muriel's. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to, like, fan fiction this and say it's, like, her crazy uncle. Ooh! <laughs> yeah. Muriel, you're always yeah. a little unhinged, and we knew it the whole time. The whole time. So, okay, so maybe the whole, maybe the whole time she's been gathering evidence for her crazy uncle. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going to write a whole fan fiction about this. <laughs> Ooh. You, can, Except, you can have a spin-off show. I hate fan fiction, so the I'm not But someone else can the, take that up for me. The Gillis uh-uh. Chronicle. The Gillis Chronicles. <laughs> the Gillis Chronicles. <laughs> okay, so I gave this one. It's pretty harsh. I gave it like 3.25 bourbons and a can a can of not so special effects because I really disliked this episode except for the Donna parts. <laughs> I gave it a 3.5 and I I'm hesitant about the 0.5 and a damn it Bobby. <laughs> nice. I'm I'm taking from King of the Hill. I'm giving it a damn it Bobby. A damn it Bobby. I went I it, went Bobby. with a 
375 and a detonator. Because this cool. episode did bomb. Kaboom. <laughs> Boom. All right. Uh, well, please join us online. You can join us in our Facebook group or on Instagram or on Twitter. Or also, we are even on YouTube. So if you're a youngin and you listen to things on the YouTubes, uh, check us out there. Uh, The the YouTubes. The the YouTubes. That sounds like the disc... That sounds, the like the dis- that sounds like the disc. That sounds like the. That sounds like the disc jockey here on the radio That's station. He, he goes, "Yep, yeah, uh, you can look me up on your fin- Facebooks and your Instagrams and your uh, your Twitters." Yeah, my like, kids would like be really pissed. Like, there's more pissed. than one. My kids would be pissed if <laughs> the they Twitters. heard me say YouTube's. But yes, we are also on YouTube. I always forget. We've been on YouTube for a while. It's not video. It's just the audio. But um, I always forget to mention that. So we are also on YouTube. And uh, also, we have a Patreon. Don't forget. Oh, that's one thing I forgot to do at the top of the hour. I would like to, and I apologize to our patreon subscribers i would like to thank anita r and Kristen c for being our sponsors at the rodeo level uh you guys are awesome so until next time we'll see y'all bye y'all come back now you hear the siren did it for me thank you You were looking for you out, and then you heard a siren? Next on Dallas. Why don't you just write it off, Bobby? Write Ewing 23 off. Daddy, no matter what it costs to get it producing again, it's worth it. The potential yield on Ewing 23 is 30 or 40 million dollars. What I want is for you to slow down, and that's what the bank wants also. I could transfer 12 million from Ewing accounts right now. My daddy's going to be looking for $10 million in liquid capital pretty soon. What do you think is going to happen when he takes that money? I don't know. Yeah, I do.